too. Welcome to Let's Talk Ed. I'm Chris Fort, and as always, I'm joined by Dr. Zahi Atala. Zahi, how are you today? I'm doing great. Excited about the, the topic and, and uh, looking forward to hearing what people are going to say about it. Yeah, so we've been talking over the last couple of episodes about the the gap that seems to be there between what businesses expect from uh, middle-level employees, uh, mid-skilled employees, versus what community colleges are, are turning out. And there, there seems to be a gap there. This is based off an article that we'll link below from the Harvard Business Review. Uh, in our last episode, we talked very frankly about what we felt colleges should be doing about this. And now we're going to talk about the other side of this and, Zahi, what employers should be doing to help in this process. Right. And and just just to preface it, we're not the employers in this case. We are the educators in this case, but we're trying to highlight what we'd be what we are interested in getting from employers uh in terms of feedback in terms of direction in terms of expectation setting that we feel we're not getting uh across the country across hundreds and hundreds of those uh opportunities to link up yeah and you know obviously community colleges you know part of the value proposition of community colleges is you come to us, you get a degree or certificate or certificates, badging, whatever, and that's going to open the door to jobs. And you have employers saying they would rather hire on the open market in a lot of cases. So that's it's hard for community colleges to you know now be doing a lot to make that value proposition. It still exists. They still want to hire people. Uh, but the reality is, how do we bridge that gap? And part of that, I think, is employers being very honest. You know, what is it that, what are these skills that, that community colleges need to be providing that maybe we aren't, in their opinion? Yes. Uh, one of the things, and it's, it's especially true in the trades that has struck me time and again, is that, you know, they want to hire that uh, graduate in welding, let's say, and they want them to be uh, right off the bat a pipe fitter or a boiler maker, an iron worker. Well, if you go to those trades, that's four or five years, over 8,000 to 10,000 hours worth of work in that field, whereas we get them for a few hundred hours, very few hundred hours, if they're here for an entire uh, um, degree. And imagine if they're skill builders coming in for a class or two, how far less we get them. So it's a, the expectations have to be clear on both ends. If you want an apprenticeship model as an employer, you have to be willing to develop that staff. So don't complain that they're coming and, and, and you want them to be apprentice uh, or journey person level and you want to pay them eight bucks an hour. Well, realize that those things are not necessarily going to meet. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the things here in the last couple of years since the pandemic, community colleges have seen an enrollment decline. And in part, that's because people are going out into the workforce uh, because it's been a good market for people to go to work. 
uh, because they need, you know, employers have needed employees and they're willing to pay very well for that. And it's really hard for, you know, a college to come in and say, come here, spend a couple of years with us. And, you know, maybe you can make $5 an hour less than they're paying now. Right, right, right. So, so in many ways, we're wedged between the demand of the labor market, the expectations of the employers, the expectations of the potential employees and society on us. And as we talked about in the previous segment, we need we need to step up and perhaps step up even more. Uh, but you and I have been in one particular meeting I'm thinking about where the trade secrets have blurred the vision where the, the employer who's not the subject matter expert, who's, who's from the business end of the house, you know, kept on using, well, those are trade secrets. Well, we can't teach to something that we don't know. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really important for, you know, the businesses to be very open and honest. And the the reality is every, pretty much every line of work is going to have its own trade secrets uh, in some way, shape or form. And we understand that, but, you know, it, it's a case where can you break those down into components? You know, maybe, maybe we aren't going to get into the fact that you use this very specialized patented process, you know, this machine that does something, but the inputs to get to that machine, you know, we need somebody to be able to make these three welds, or we need somebody that is capable of assembling these things first, and then it goes into that, you know, those are the things that we need to be able to know so we can teach those things. Right. So if we're going to put it in a more concrete example, you know, uh, like KFC and Popeyes and McDonald's and whoever will have their secret recipe or sauce for their fried chicken. But on the whole, you're receiving a chicken, you're preparing the chicken, you're putting the condiments or whatnot, you're doing whatever, frying it and, and selling it. So we need to know those things. We don't care about the particular condiment mix and necessarily the temperature of the oil that you're using, but we want to know the steps so we can prepare the next culinary uh, employee or, or whatever. I, I use that as an example. And I also want to say that, so we're looking for the more universal things. I also want to say that um, it's very important for employers to really invest in their employees. It's not just a, a, a question of productivity. You can have today productivity, higher productivity by putting put people to work, but if you don't grow them, you may not have productiveness down the road. So, so like we try to offer uh, development opportunities to our staff, faculty, and, and employees, I think many more employers, including smaller ones, should be thinking about those opportunities. Absolutely. And, you know, one that that gets tossed around all the time is soft skills. Uh, you know, if I had a nickel for every time I heard somebody talk about, you know, we want people with better soft skills, 
Uh, I wouldn't quite have a $1 billion lottery ticket, but uh, I, I might be, you know, able to have some more hobbies or something. Um, you know, so part of it is identifying, you know, exactly when, when we're talking about we want more soft skills, what is it that you want us to invest our time in teaching? Um, you know, again, we have a limited number of hours that that we have our students. And, you know, is it a case where we're overselling one thing and underselling something else so we can work to balance those things out? Because, you know, it's hard to, you know, keep cramming stuff in and not just pay a lip service. Totally. Totally with you on this one. As, as you were talking, you reminded me uh, a good friend uh, of mine, uh, Gary Sigansky, who is dean for a number of years at um, in Dearborn, Michigan. He worked with um, manufacturer automotive manufacturers, uh, OEMs, and and he worked with others to develop performance based objectives. So he went into the nitty gritty of okay, you're saying you want a welder, let's go down to the 50 things that you think are essential. You want the machinist, the 50 things that you think are essential, uh, accounted, so on. So then they check, uh, they check up those boxes and now we know what, what they really want, those, those uh, finite uh, elements that they're looking for because, and Gary has a knack to be able to get people to to trust him and and to work with him, which is not necessarily the correct case across the twelve hundred community colleges across the nation. but but the employers, in order for us to change, we need to change together in order for us to meet the challenges of today and even worse, of tomorrow, especially in light of what we talked about last uh, month, which is the fact that we have a population shift fewer younger individuals are coming on to the labor market. Yeah, uh, you know, and again, this is a very tough nut to crack. These are just some ideas from our end, and by no means is a, a comprehensive list of things. And, you know, also shouldn't be viewed as, you know, this is our, our demands either. These are just a few things that, you know, we think would be good ideas for uh, employers to be thinking about as, as they consider how is the best way to work with community colleges in making sure that students are workforce ready. Now, if you enjoy programs like this, be sure and check out the first couple in this series uh, to look at overall what we've been talking about and then also our last episode uh, what colleges should do about this. Um, if you enjoy our content, be sure to like us, subscribe to us, ring that bell down below here on YouTube so you get notifications when we post new content. And of course, we're available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. So for Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time on Let's Talk Ed.